The Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Lauren. Hi and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Lauren Birchall and I'm Chris Byrne. As always, this is meant to be a fun podcast for only enthusiasts and what we discuss on this podcast are our own personal views. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 90 of the Camping Crew Podcast with yours truly. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. And a big thank you to Connor, if you remember, he uh, sent that little ditty of an intro into us during the year. And seeing that we are going to take a look back at season two in a couple of minutes, we thought we'd just throw that in. So thanks, Connor. You're a funny guy. This is meant to be a fun podcast, as he said, and we are only going to discuss our own personal views on such of the uh, items that you look ask us to look into as well. That's it. And you can support us and get hold of some of our goodies at the same time. Just go to thecampingcrew.ie and you can see what's available there. But can we remind you that if you're buying now, you will not have them in time for Christmas. Alternatively, you can, if you can afford to buy us a coffee, please log on to ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. Yeah, we had a donation this week from Liam Kelly and Galder as well. So thanks again, guys, for your continued support. Thank you. And again, only if you can afford to do it, guys, we really do appreciate it. Now, let's start off with some news stories. We have a news story and a good news story, but let's start with the news story, Chris. Yeah, spot a headline there on Twitter today from Con Quill. Um, the, the, the headline read, caravan site owners have been affected by the same restrictions as all other accommodation providers and have been unfairly cut off from the government's CRSS COVID support. So I'll read a little bit about that. I won't read it all, but if you go to www.campingireland.ie, camping have a look at their blog section, you can read this in full. As he said, many caravan park operators registered for the CRSS on the understanding that as a seasonal accommodation provider, they would be eligible for the scheme. However, revenue have turned down their applications, stating that they do not appear to operate from a business premises, which, due to COVID-19 restrictions, has been either temporarily closed to customers or is substantially restricted in allowing access to customers, with the result that you cannot continue to do business from your business premises. So a little bit of double standards there, I think, Aaron. Absolute, total double standards. I mean, for example, Con in Blarney, he had to close. That's like closing your, your restaurant or your hotel. You couldn't go and stay there. I couldn't go into his reception and book a pitch, a.k.a. a room. My God, that is double standards, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. As I said, you can read the full article there at www.camping-ireland.ie on our blog section and look we, we certainly uh, are big supporters of the the council there as well you know the Irish Caravan and Camping Council. Wow well it is worth looking at but we have some good news as well and this is the kind of news I like. Yeah another good headline there and the headline is permission sought for Campervan Park in North Kerry. So I saw this on Radio Kerry News on the 15th, which was yesterday as we were recording, um, and it said, uh, Ballybunion Health and Leisure Centre has applied to Kerry County Council for permission for a 10-bay facility at the rear of the centre on the Kittahern Road. Planners will decide on the application in the coming months. So there's limited supply, I suppose, of uh, camping around that area so certainly uh, we welcome uh, any new uh, options for us in North Kerry and if it is only 10 10 is more than that we have at the moment so best of luck with that application and of course you'll keep an eye on things and if we hear anything we will let you guys know but best of luck and thanks Radio Kerry for bringing us that story so our, um, that's our, our new stories we, we said last week that we would uh, do a 2020 review this is our last kind of formal episode uh, before we start recording again in 2021 it's hard to believe 
that something we just discussed in a phone call has led us to episode 90 with some fantastic stats that we are just blown away with, Chris. Is that is that the right word to use, the right expression to use? Because I know when you sold this to me, I went, ah, look, sure, I give it a try. <laughs> Guys, we've 51,315 listens to our 89 podcasts. And that is just fantastic. And thank you. So we did say we'll take a look back and we can't look back. Was it from episode 41 up to now, up to 90? Yeah, 41. Uh, 2020 began in episode 41. And right. just to give you an idea, in the first week, generally when we report, record a podcast, we get anything from 300 to 400 listens generally within that first week. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, say, uh, episode 41 as people start recording back those numbers go up and they're kind of up in and around the kind of uh, i suppose they're getting close now to to the seven eight hundred mm. listens already to that those numbers grow because the podcasts are, are there forever for people to listen to you know the earlier episodes when we started are, are up into thousands now as well so look that's really great to, to see those numbers kind of grow and grow and um you know uh, i suppose it's with a lot of thanks to all you guys that are listening as well that uh, enable us to do this. And we've said it too before, and we'll say it again by the end of this podcast. We do love your input. You may think it's a trivial little thing. Send it to us and we look into it anyway, because we really do appreciate correspondence from you guys, which has given us, it has brought us up to episode 90, because there's no way. I, you know, we do a lot of work ourselves, but we do a lot on the back of you guys. And there's a couple of regular people who get in touch with us. And we really, really do appreciate it. So don't think it's a silly question. If you have something that you think we should look into or you have something you'd like to talk about, please do let us know. We give you all the contact details as we do at the end. But thank you for getting us to episode 90 on this, the the week of Christmas almost uh, in 2020. And what a year it's been. So let's take a look back with news of the year from 2020, kicking off from episode 41. We're not looking at every episode, guys, but we've picked, pick and choose some of them. So what have we got to start with, Chris? Yeah, so uh, the first one, before we get into the big, big story, which I'm sure we all know what that is, um, you have a, a, a a couple of Charlie Me milestones. Yeah, we have. Um, Back in February, February 26th on the show, we mentioned that Charlie and me hit the 1,000 subscribers. As you know, Charlie and me are Camping Vloggers, our YouTube channel, which kind of gave Chris the idea to let's do a podcast. Today, as we're recording this on this Wednesday, which is what is it, the 16th of December, we have 2,232 subscribers to the Charlie and me channel. We have and just have all of the stats here in front of me, we have 141,245 views. And we really, really do thank you. But as of now, 2,232 subscribers. February of this year, we were chuffed to hit the 1,000 subscribers. And June, the previous year, we were chuffed to hit the 500 subscribers. So yeah, February 26th, we said 1,000. And here we are in December, 2,232 subscribers. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, and for an Irish-based, say, camping 
YouTube channel and the podcast for that matter, mm -hmm. you know, those numbers are uh, incredible in my mind anyway, just, you know, because it, it is very focused to a particular audience. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's to more than even and a particular market because I started off Charlie and me and it still has been the Irish market, but only because our next news story put a stop to us heading to France and Holland, where we had full intentions of reviewing our, our dear to myself and Charlie, our whole holiday over there for Charlie and me, our camping vlog. And please God, in 2021 or 22, we'll get to do it. And then because of the next story we're going to cover, as you know, season three is now the ambulance build because there's no campsites to review. And we're getting fantastic feedback on the ambulance and fantastic figures. The first video that went up a couple of days ago has 800 views already, which is up with some of the videos that have been up there for almost a year. So for such a small niche market, we thank you guys from the podcasts and from the YouTube video subscribers. We really do appreciate your support. Absolutely. So let's move to the story. So uh, oh, can anybody guess story. what it is? <laughs> um, bingo charges gone up. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, so COVID-19 restrictions kicked in back in around Paddy's Day, um, around kind of the 16th, 17th of March. Restrictions kicked in and basically forced closed all of the campsites. Um, really, I suppose, in the first round until the end of June. That yeah, was, was June a, a massive disaster. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was. that. And you know what? Not just on the camping front. That was a disaster that hit the country and has still hit us. But that was big news for us back in March of this year. As we look back at the year that was 2020, we uh, we were in Fermanagh, myself, Deirdre and Charlie, just for, for the Paddy's weekend. We were heading up towards Enniskillen and we were heading up north into Donegal. But we came home actually on St. Patrick's Day. Um, the campsites were still open up north. But we were, we didn't know what the restrictions. We were afraid that we wouldn't get home, that we wouldn't be allowed to travel home. So we came home on St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th of March, this country came to a standstill. Shut down all the campsites and hotels and and the whole lot. I think I'd been out probably maybe once, possibly twice before that. So you know, but we uh, but we made up for it. And everybody, when I say we, the 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 camping community made up for it from June 29th for as long as we could, didn't we? I mean, people got out as much as they could, as often as they could, and went as far as they could from June 29th. Definitely, ex excluding our kind of two weeks holidays during the year, we were away every single weekend between the two lockdowns. And then the two weeks holidays. You went camping for the two weeks holidays as well, didn't you? The same as ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, we're two, we actually, this year, we took two separate week-long holidays. All right, right. So, they were the news stories. The Charlie and me hitting the 1,000 subscribers. COVID-19 hitting the country and the rest of the world. So, let's take a look at some of the follow-up and shout-outs we got. And this is where normally it's you guys getting in touch with us. And we had quite a lot of correspondence. But we decided to run a competition. And we gave away a hoodie. And, what? Well, no, we gave away a T-shirt and a polo shirt, wasn't it? For the for the new year, or was it a hoodie? No, it was the hoodie. No, we it, gave it away was the, the hoodie. hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Our, our actual staff hoodie. That's right. Yeah, and um, we had three hoodies made. I had one. You had the other, and we got one extra made for the competition. And um, Darren Gallagher, who we met at Kilkenny um, right. in person, had won that hoodie. So uh, quite an exclusive. We are looking to bring them in, but uh, you know, just. I suppose that's the follow-up shout out side of things. It was uh, it was nice for us to be able to kind of give back to some of the listeners, you know. 
I remember at Kilkenny, which we'll talk about a wee bit later on, um, this chap came walking up to us and he says, hi, Aaron. Hi, Charlie. And he was wearing your hoodie. And I went, because I forgot that we had more than two. So if I had mine, this guy was wearing your hoodie. And I went, yeah. <laughs> and you got that hoodie where? And he went, I'm Darren. I wanted to. I went, oh, Darren, how are you? I had forgotten all about it. It was a dull moment for me because I knew there was only two of us had them. But um, yeah, well done, Darren. And he's been in touch with us on and off as well throughout the year, as a lot of you have been. But yeah, that's a, that was a great win. And uh, he wore it with pride in Kilkenny, which we will mention in a couple of minutes. That's so it. campsites and stopovers, We, as you say, you, we did our holidays. We got out as much as we could from June right through until the next lockup, which we have just come out of. So where, what do you want to talk about campsites and stopovers? Well, I suppose from my family side of things, the campsite that we visited the most was Ardmore, probably because it's, you know, it's halfway between Waterford and Cork. We've got some family in Cork as well. So, you know, with, with lockdown, we got to meet up with them kind of safely on the beach and stuff outside of the campsite and that. And, you know, the social distancing, I think, is probably the, the word of the year, even more so than probably the coronavirus or COVID-19 itself. So, yeah, Ardmore, we, we spent more time in Ardmore, but I suppose my favourite weekend of the year was Kilkenny, uh, you know, the meet-up in Kilkenny. That was great. I was just completely shocked and overwhelmed by the, um, by the, I suppose, the, the turnout uh, and all the nice people that turned up, you know. It took us by surprise. Somebody had suggested, why don't you guys have a Charlie and me and a camping crew meet-up? I said it to Chris. He said, ah, sure, look into it. And I said, I will, I look into it. We approached Dan and Treegrove. He said, sure, look. I'll give you those 10 pitches up there at the top on the left-hand side. A week later, he said, Aaron, there's 29 pitches. A week later, there's 32 pitches. A couple of weeks later, he said, look, I'm just giving you the campsite. And guys, <laughs> it took us by surprise. I was saying to Chris, he gave me 12 pitches. If we can fill eight of them, I'll be happy. And what have oh, we got? Yeah, it was fantastic. 29, I think, in the end turned up because COVID hit that week again. There was a lockdown. So Dublin gangs couldn't come down. There was a few got out of Dublin deliberately if i if i'm right tony grant actually left dublin early and stayed in kilkenny because he wasn't missing the meetup because dublin had come into lockdown we'll say on the thursday we were all meeting friday saturday sunday and he left on the tuesday so um yeah, yeah. we numbers were down but they were unbelievable and then of course we walked around with the camera for the charlie and me videos and get a few grabs and here's what some of the people had to say when we this is just about less than a minute of what people were saying when they were at the meeting with us on the 20 was it the 29th of september the 25th of september chris I yeah, around about that so what is the last weekend september it? 2020 and here's what people had to say i got a flow meter for the for the water so i'm filling up on the filling the tank up okay just so like coming away for a couple of days you don't want to fill the entire tank up so 10 10 euro or something like that yeah it wasn't wasn't much at all it was from i pretend it was my my uh, find but it was actually from the uh, the podcast um slayhead in outside Dingle, Cominole Beach maybe, or okay. overlooking Cominole or Wine Strand. Packing up the caravan one holiday in Sligo, one year, um, summer holiday in the rain, in a storm, and uh, I was winding up the chocks and hitching up the caravan, the girls were in the car, I was getting wet, and the fellow next to us was in his motorhome, he just literally unplugged his electrics and off he went, and I got in the car, drowned, and I said, Trish, we're getting a motorhome. That was, my so next that, question again, was, how did you so progress? Somebody said to me last night and this morning, see you next year. What do you think? That could be next month, Aaron, judging by how we got on. <laughs> so, Aaron, do you think uh, we'll be able to, to, 
to do, do that again. I think if the vaccine kind of kicks in, uh, I'd hope to to do it again. And if we can get back to Tree Grove, that'd be nice. Or, or, well, you know, when, when you said, what about next month? <laughs> if anybody goes back and watches that on the video, I looked at you and I had a hammer in my hand. Um, I, do you know what? I think we should do it again next year, again, depending on where the world is. And I would use Tree Grove again and then possibly if there was a third year, please God, look at moving it to somewhere else. But yeah, I don't think it's something we should knock on the head as yet. I think it is something um, that we should look into for next year, for 2021. Yeah, and it would be we'd probably be doing it off season as well to give us a better chance of getting uh, more people to 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 come and meet up meet up as well, you know. But it, yeah. it was a great weekend. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who did attend because we were all worried and nervous around the, the whole COVID nineteen and uh, making sure that we we followed all the protocols. I don't think we ever had to speak or mention it to anybody at any stage. Everybody just did their bit automatically, so it, it was fantastic. Yeah, and Dan did a great job at the end of the evening there in the corral for marking out pitches that we were all self social distancing. One of the things that moved me, a lot moved me, and you know now I'm an emotional fecker, but one of the things that I found very strange was that beautiful lady from Northern Ireland, Caroline, who came down. She doesn't have a tent. She doesn't have a caravan. She doesn't have a camper van and she doesn't have a motorhome, but she loves the podcasts. She's catching up on the Charlie and Me videos and she wanted to meet us and meet other people because she is looking at getting a motorhome and she has since been in touch with us looking for advice and we really that moved me when she left on the Sunday morning I turned around to Deirdre and I said and that lady isn't even in the scene and she took time and expense out of her life to come down to Kilkenny to meet us and support us and that that's what I will remember I'll remember the whole thing but that one thing sticks in my mind of that weekend yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And uh, I think um, she had the, the guitar out at some stage playing a, a few songs over the weekend, uh, which is fantastic as well. But no, definitely um, it, it just shows like uh, that the community there is fantastic. So we headed out all over the place, of course, what with our two weeks holidays and got out from, from 29th of June as much as we could as well to make the videos. I think... If I was to look back, you know, I have my top five and Deirdre's top five favorite campsites. But I think if I was to look back and pick my favorite campsite of the year or one of the best days. Um, and I would have to say the Lakeside Holiday Park in Mount Shannon in County Clare. I had heard stories about that place. So I was going in kind of ready for my first very, very negative review. The weather was fantastic. The place was packed, but not overcrammed because remember COVID restrictions were there. The buzz on site was just brilliant. So my favorite trip, I've loads of them, but I'm going to say that one of my favorite trips was the Lakeside Holiday Park in Mount Shannon in County Clare. And then back in February on episode 47, do you know the way we have campsitereview.com? And I love to hear people's opinions. And as I said, I had heard negative reviews of the Lakeside Holiday Park and then I did my review. And that kind of made me think, well, back in episode 47, I read out two totally different reviews about the same campsite. And I want to remind people that opinions do vary. I even say that on videos. We say it when we're reviewing campsites. But what's suitable for one person isn't always suitable for another person, be it a couple or a family. So I'm just going to play this review back from episode 47 back in February. And it's two totally different reviews on the one campsite. 
And I came across two very different posts on the one campsite. So I thought I'd share these different thoughts, what people think of the same campsite. It's about Loch Ree in Ballycurran, and I think that's in County Mead, I'm not too sure. But comment number one went like this. We stayed here in Loch Ree, August. Two adults, two children. Not what I was expecting. No playground for the kids. The camper's kitchen was a shambles. The fridge was mouldy and couldn't be used. There's a small grill in the corner between the table and fridge, which was filthy. The games room, okay for older kids with a pool table and a dartboard. There are boats on the lock, but they're privately owned. So overall, there's nothing to do. It's very noisy at night. A lot of cars coming and going. And then in bold capitals, they say, I wouldn't recommend it at all. Same campsite, comment number two. I'm just home from our first trip to, trip to the Midlands. We stayed in Lockery East Campsite in Ballycurran. Even with the weather, the storms, we had a fantastic time. Our tent held up brilliantly in the lightning and the rain without any leaks, thank God. It's beautiful there on the lake. We pitched up next to a brook under the trees and had visiting ducks and swans daily. A quiet and spotless and well-kept sight. Uh, the owner gave us a fabulous warm welcome and let us pick our own pitch. We wanted electricity, so he organised an extra long cable for us so we could have the pitch up that we wanted in the picturesque spot by the brook. So helpful. We hired a boat and we took it out on the amazing Loch Ree for the day. The kitchen is very basic. It has a fridge, a microwave and a kettle and plenty of hot water always. The showers, one euro for seven minutes. There's a pool table in the room. There's uh, swings for the kids. Five minutes from at loan, plenty of shops, etc, etc, etc. Final line, would highly recommend this spot and we will return. A nice spot for quiet camping nature lovers. So it just goes to show, Chris, that opinions vary. And that's why I love doing what we do. When And that's why I love our listeners telling us about their experiences on campsites, be it in England, Ireland, all over the world. So please, guys, do keep your reviews coming into us. And when we get back into it next year, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, there are campsites out there to, to suit all sorts from quite, um, no, adults only campsites, right, to big active noisy family campsites which are great as well you know um, there's plenty of options okay so to move next then to the tips and camping hacks um, you want to tell us about uh, a place uh, grab their iron from episode 54 yes we were talking about looking about uh, buying a motorhome on finance and you did a bit of research and came up with tips that people should really think about before taking out finance on a motorhome. So this is from episode 54 and take a listen to what we had to say back then. Financing your purchase is often easier than paying one lump sum, but be careful not to spend more than you mean to. It's easy just to push your budget out there like you know. Uh, next they say, think about your monthly income and outgoings. How much is left to pay for the motorhome? Don't forget to budget for annual servicing, insurance and storage if you and if at storage, if you don't have the space at home, I think we did a podcast in the early mm-hmm. days then about the total cost of owning a motorhome, not just the purchase price. The um, dealers will often offer finance packages, but compare the interest rate with a personal loan. A few minutes online will give you a clear idea of how much you have to pay each month. If borrowing from a bank rather than arranging finance through a dealer, um, you know you'll know which which is better there. Carefully consider the size of the deposit and the whole cost of the loan, not just the monthly payments. Paying more upfront or spreading the cost over a longer period 
will bring down the monthly payment, but the total spend is likely to be higher. And so many motorhomes were sold in 2020 because of this pandemic as well, Chris. I'd say there's a lot of people out there went and took out finance on, on vans, motorhomes and caravans. I think we've all loans up to our eyeballs at this stage, Aaron Busher. Look, um, it's better to, to live than to, to store oh. it all away and not live, you know. Yeah, you can't take it with you. Episode 26, we took a look at the greener side of camping and you did another little bit of research here. Yeah, we went through a list. I'm just going to read through a, a few of the items which you said that can help people become greener campers. Um, so we spoke about using reusable coffee and tea cups. We spoke about limiting the amount of packaging you use on the food that you buy, you know, buying local seasonal food. Solar was a big one in that chat. We spoke about getting solar, you know, uh, it's, it's free renewable energy, LED lights. We spoke about driving under the speed limit, mm. you know, walking when you get to a campsite rather than driving everywhere. That sort of gist. But if you listen back to episode 56, there's a section in there, How to Be a Greener Camper. I think it's well worth a re-listen to. And especially if you're new to the scene, because as I said, a lot of new motorhomes, caravans and, and general tent campers as well uh, on the scene since 2020. So please do feel free to listen back to all of the episodes. And don't think just because the episode is gone that we won't talk about it. If you come across something back on episode seven that you agree with, disagree with, or would just like to comment on, Comment on any single episode right up to today. Just, you know, mail us with your thoughts on anything, even if we've discussed it back in, in season one and episode two, three or four. We will still open up the discussion again and definitely read it out and read out your correspondence. We really do appreciate it. We then went to episode 71. We got a couple of emails over the period of the year about wheelchair accessibility on campsites. And it was, you know, it's just not something I thought of because I had no need for it. I've often thought about buggy access for because there's family and children, but I never thought of something going to tell us, Aaron. Well, no, no, no. I've <laughs> often thought of that because so many families go, oh, God, touch wood. So many families go camping, but I never thought of wheelchair access until the couple of emails came in and they both came in around the same time. So, fair dues to my Deirdre. She said, We were off camping one time and she said, You know what? I go through the Camping Ireland book, which is the website we mentioned earlier on, um, Camping-Ireland. You can go onto their website and the book is there uh, on screen for you. And fair juice went through every single campsite to see how many of them were wheelchair accessible. So here's a short list from that episode of episode 71. I've got to give Deirdre the credit for this. Remember, please, it's from the Camping Ireland book. That's the blue book. In Cork, Sextons and Glen Gareth. In Kerry, Beach Grove, Fl uh, Killarney Flesk, Fossa Caravan Park and the Woodlands. In Tipperary, the Glen of Arhalo. Now, there are two campsites. It's George's in the Glen of Arhalo. Wexford, the Trading Post. Morris Castle Holiday Park. International Outdoor Adventure Centre. Ferrybank Caravan Park. In Dublin, there's only one. Camac Valley have great access for wheelchairs on pitches, toilets and showers. In Sligo, Ross's Point, Westmead, Lockery East and in Antrim, Ballyness Caravan Park. They all provide facilities for wheelchair accessibility. Yeah, I, I think more and more campsites and places are becoming more and more accessible for wheelchairs as as the years go on maybe we're not there yet because it's not the longest list in the world but at the same time i think if you pulled in and you had a wheelchair a campsite would do the best they could for you of course they would yeah absolutely and you know uh, i would imagine uh, 
most places will have, uh, or, or the, you know, the facilities to, to, to accommodate in one way or another, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what some people were saying was it was just transport uh, the gravel, you know, like they have the toilets, they have facilities in the kitchens and stuff, but it was more or less getting around the sites. But uh, well done to Deirdre for sitting down and taking time in our weekend. That was back in episode 71. And then one of your favourite things that we look at on practically every podcast is products, gadgets, a.k.a. your department. Yeah, I thought I'd... Um mentioned two products uh, uh, looking back one for the real campers and uh, one for for us pretend campers in our motorhomes campers and caravans um, so the real camper one uh, one of the, the, the products I, I spotted during the year was the outwell wonderland uh, camp bed range so they've got like a, an air bed but this is an air bed with a memory foam mattress topper on it so uh, I think that's a, a, a was a fantastic product. So you can listen to a, a little bit about our discussion on that. But Outwell have a, a range of product called the Wonderland range. So these are airbeds, but these airbeds have a memory foam top mattress. Oh. So they come in single and double. Now I was looking at them online on outwell.com and uh, they look fab. I'm dying to try these out. So it says, enjoy a comfy night under the stars on the Outwell Wonderland single airbed. It's easy to carry and inflate. There's lots of room for one to sleep in luxurious comfort. And, uh, memory foam topper and 12 centimetres of inflation offer maximum support and even pressure distribution away from the cold, bumpy ground. The practical machine washable quilt is soft against the skin and can be easily cleaned. Now, to me, that sounds like if you're going tent camping, um, I would definitely invest in that. And um, we also spoke about a Campa Dometic Pro Windbreaker. It's a, a three or five or one pole windbreaker, but this this windbreaker is rock solid. It's very tall, so you can sit behind it, being completely sheltered. Um, we had ours up in a storm in Dummer East and it didn't budge. And um, I just, it, it's one product I was much more impressed than I thought I would be with it, you know. Yeah, we saw that when we were down in Ardmore. Remember, Rona saw it and told us about it, and she went online and bought one. And then you are online, and I was online. Mine is still in the bag. I haven't put it together. You have since sent me a little video grab, which I do have. You were saying that I should watch because first time putting it together can be a little bit daunting. It's a little bit tricky because of all the poles and bars and stuff. But once you get your head around it, the next mm. time won't be so difficult, you know. Well, I look forward to the new season to put that together. But you've used yours, and you're standing by it. Oh, yeah. Rock solid it was. Yeah. Then we brought in a new thing, which you called things to do while camping. And I put in a subtitle if you just don't want to sit there and wave at people <laughs> like Aaron does. So we're just going to take a look at one or two of the things that had been, we'd suggested loads of things to do. And you guys were asking for your suggestions. What do you like to do whilst camping? I said, just sit there and wave. You said. I said one of the one of the items. um we, we brought, I mentioned, sorry, recently enough as well was orienteering. We happened to be uh, at Kilkenny at the meetup and we brought all the kids off. Um, they have a, a permanent orienteering course in Kilkenny Castle. So we went in and did a bit of that. But um, there's lots of different clubs all around Ireland that do orienteering. And uh, it really is uh, accessible for everybody. And I don't think enough people do it um but it's great exercise of a sunday or saturday morning um just to get out and do something active and it's not something just for camping it's it's there all year round 
every oh, day. Any time camping, but it's just so, something to do because you get to try different areas that you would normally do, you know, when you're camping. And, Apart from me just sitting there and waving at people and watching the day go by, the odd time I do get out the kites. I carry a few kites. And in fact, we got uh, a recent tweet or an Instagram message from somebody saying, oh, signing it off, fellow kiter. There's not many of us left, Aaron. I haven't flown kites in a while. I probably only flew them three or four times this year. But again, it's something I love to do. And it became... Two years ago, very, very popular, the local shopping centres and supermarkets were selling them. And I saw more dads trying to get these bits of plastic up flying on the beach. And then I come along and make it look so easy. And I did hear at one stage, one child saying, look, daddy, that daddy can do it. (laughs) I kind of went, whoops. And yet at the same time, I went, yeah, look at me. So if you don't want to do the orienteering, go down and buy a kite. And uh, have a bit of fun on the beach or in a field, just stand there. In fact, I, you mentioned Kilkenny Castle for orienteering. I've often flown my kite in Kilkenny Castle years ago now, back when I was flying it a lot more. But I've often gone into the grounds there and flown the kite. It's a lovely place, a lovely set, uh, setting for flying kites. Now, on the episodes from 41 right up to today, we carried out some interviews. In fact, from day one, we've been carrying out interviews where we talk to professionals. We've even spoken to a few of you guys, apart from at the Kilkenny meetup. But back in episode 43, we had uh, Adrian on. Tell us about that. So Adrian uh, told us about uh, his shared ownership um, with a caravan. So we thought it was a really interesting story and the interview turned out to be really, really excellent. We were asking, has anybody else considered shared ownership of a motorhome? Now, I did speak to somebody since who we must actually interview himself and his brother had bought a motorhome, but his brother has since given his share of the motorhome to the first brother for a 40th birthday and gone off and bought his own motorhome. So it does happen. But here's just a little segment. I think we spoke to Adrian for about five or 10 minutes, but here's just a little snippet of Adrian's interview from episode 43. What are the positives? I would assume that the first one would be, well, we've now got twice as much to spend, or is it now we don't have to spend as much? So what, what would the positives of sharing be? Well, the first thing, obviously, if you're going for a new or second hand, your purchase price and what you're able to get, you can go up in in years and get a newer model. Or, uh, or even in our case, we found with the budget we were able to put in together, we were able to get a new uh, caravan. Oh, right. After that, you wouldn't have been able to do that on your own, a new caravan. No, I mean, we'd never caravaned before. So we were going looking at knowing that our first one would be just an introduction to caravanning to see if it was really something we we wanted to stay with. Now, of course, Adrian has since sold on and moved on and bought his own caravan. And we've we've met him. In fact, he was in Kilkenny. We've met him a few times. But uh, that was a great interview. And thank you, Adrian, for taking time out back in episode 43, for giving it to us. And then, of course, you did an interview back for episode 45. Yeah, we spoke with uh, Pat Butler, uh, based in Giles Key in Waterford. Um, Pat has a unique service that she offers. She'll uh, firstly will sell your motorhome, but she'll also bring a motorhome in uh, from Germany for you as well. Um, you tell her what you want, she'll go and find it, agree a price and all of that. But look, have a listen to this interview uh, about unique service that Pat offers. What I do is, if you're looking for a camper or a motorhome, You'll come out to me and you'll tell me what you're looking for. If you have one that you want to sell, I can tell you, you can bring it out to my yard. I check it over and I put it up for sale for you. You say your price, but I charge you 500 for doing it. Now, services I have, I have Andrew Sheridan, 
who does all the electrical work. He does all the solar panels and he does reversing camera sensors and all the electrical work. That's Andrew Sheridan. And then I have John, and he is John Murphy from from Goresbridge, and he does all the gas repairs, all the gas work and all the gas certs. And he'll come up and do them here or you bring him down to his place. Yeah, because it can be a daunting thing, can't it? Bringing uh, even in from the UK, and of course now with Brexit, it's possibly going to be more daunting just to bring it in from the UK. Never mind from mainland Europe, and that's a service that Pat offers, and definitely worth giving her a buzz. It definitely, yeah. And if you want to listen to the full interview, listen back to episode forty-five. So there we go, episode ninety, almost in the bag. How do you feel about the fact that we have done ninety episodes of something that you just said? Sure, look, we'll try it. Uh, I, I don't have words on it. It's just, yeah. it's just uh, like you said, uh, an idea that, um, that that kind of snowballed from the the first episode, and we we, we started getting feedback, you know, right from that first episode, yeah. and and that encouraged us to keep going and to do it. And you know, when we found out people were actually listening, we were even more shocked. You know, so yeah, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. But then the meet up in Kilkenny was the shocker. Yeah, oh, definitely. Look, it was, that was just yeah, was was expecting, uh, you, you know that, and everybody were were just uh, completely sound, really nice. So uh, uh, it's great, and uh, so, well, we all have the same interests. We're all um, big into the camping and the motorhome and the caravanning and all of that, like you know. And um, I think it's great that we're kind of supporting each other and giving each other ideas and suggestions and campsite reviews and where's good to go like and the whole put design of the podcast from the start was to be like uh two L fellas <laughs> are all people sitting around the campsite just chatting about just camping chatting you know about what we love yeah and can we say at this juncture as well every time we record a podcast this one included we then go and we throw it up on numerous facebook groups and forums and without mentioning all of them because we can't there's so many of them Thank you to the admin of every single Facebook group that have supported us. In saying that, one or two of them have stopped supporting us. And that's fine. You know, you're entitled to your own opinions about things. But for those of you, Facebook and forums, the likes of Motorhome Crack, Boards.ie are the two forums that we use. But all of the Facebook groups, on behalf of myself and Chris, honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for your support. Because we get new listeners and new viewers to Charlie and me practically every time we upload a notice on your Facebook group, because obviously you'll have got new members on your Facebook group over the period of weeks while we're uploading. So thank you. We really do appreciate it. And if your group, your Facebook group, your club, your group of friends are ever doing anything and you think we should know about it to promote it for you, please do get in touch. Yeah, happy to let you know. And it's important as well to mention Twitter and Instagram for the interaction with people that are listening. We get lots of suggestions by way of Twitter, you know, and messages on Instagram as well. So, um, you know, as well as the email option, lots of activity going on on Twitter and Instagram. And I like to post kind of random stories throughout the, the week relating to camping as well. And certainly uh, we, we get a lot of activity and discussions uh, there and that you post things that we may not even discuss on a podcast. And it's the same with the Charlie and me Instagram. As you as mentioned earlier, we're only on video four or five of the van build. But I update practically instant photographs every day of stuff that I've done on that day. So the Instagram account, if you're on it, Charlie and me, our camping vlog, will keep you right up to date on what's going on the build. Whereas the videos 
I think this Friday is video five and I've 26 videos made. So if you follow us on Instagram and I tweet, but not as much as Chris would tweet for the Camping Crew podcast. I'm a big Instagrammer for Charlie and me. You'll see recent up to date photographs of what's going on on the van build. But if you would like to get in touch with us, please do. And the way to do that, you know, if you have anything to discuss about motorhomes, anything to discuss about camping tents, caravans, absolutely anything products please do get in touch and if you'd like a sticker for your motorhome camper van caravan or your car we still have some of them left are absolutely free all you got to do is send us your name address and your postcode and to do that here are the contact details for the final time this year of 2020 yeah we are planning out the the, the next um a season of episodes as well so uh, if you want to make some suggestions um please send your emails to campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com on twitter we're at the camping crew on instagram we're at the camping crew podcast on facebook uh, as aaron said we're in all the good motorhome and camping groups um, on the forums you'll find us at motorhomecrack.com or boards.ie and as we mentioned before, we do have a website, campsitereview.com. We have a forum there that is free and always will be. We would love your opinions again on any subject to do with camping. That's campsitereview.com. And every Friday, some Wednesdays, and maybe even over the Christmas, the odd Monday, Charlie and me are camping vlog on YouTube. Log on to youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me are camping vlog. At the moment, it's the van build with thanks to Gary's Glue. Ladies, gentlemen, the rest of you, thank you for your support this year and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts from the camping crew in 2021 stay safe and happy christmas yeah for me chris uh, i wish you the same and um, if you are enjoying the podcast tell all your camping friends about us well that's it for another podcast from the camping crew thanks for listening and do join us again very soon safe camping <laughs>